Meow, 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 Fucking killing me. It's a dark, dizzy, merry-go-round. Are you dead? Hey, so Steph. Hey, so Chris. I learned last night that apparently uh, uh, 20 year olds, uh, 25 to 23 year olds, still use the word fat, as in P H A T. I don't think it's a still use. I feel like they've revived it along with the rest of the 90s. I'm confused. Like, what, when did that happen? Pretty hot and tempting, P H A T? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the first time I heard P H A T defined very clearly, uh, out, you know, outside of like the hip hop media on the MTV mm-hmm. was that movie. Oh God. It was Chris Tucker. Was it Chris Tucker? I don't know where you're going. He was being introduced to, I think Heather Locklear as somebody's girlfriend who used to be overweight and whatever you do, don't mention weight. And the first thing he said was, you look fat. And she's all, <gasps> and he's like, you know, PHAT, pretty hot and tempting like that. I don't remember what, what movie, movie was, was that somebody, from. Somebody, that is the- I don't know. Shit. That's not, that's not Friday, is it? This is a written no, This is a really good use of our time. Yeah, because uh, because we have a, a, a Star Wars podcast we're supposed to be doing, and you're looking up Chris Tucker's IMDb right Money now. Money Talks, 1997. Oh wow, Heather yeah. Locklear, 1997. And that was in fact Chris Tucker. Nice. So I'm just saying, I don't think that they're still using. P-H-A-T. I think they've revived it along with butterfly clips and uh, and chokers and all that shit. Chokers? I haven't seen chokers yet, but... Yeah, the little, the little like, stretchy band chokers that yeah. go around skinny bitches' necks. <laughs> don't, look, don't look right on anybody else. I love y'all that can pull it off, but my neck's got rolls. <laughs> <It's never laughs> so, I'm like a walking stack of donuts. So the chokers never worked on me. <laughs> But I'm here for your journey. Go for it. <laughs> I like a stack of donuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm delicious, but there's contours. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's <true>. uh, <laughs> And that's our Clone Wars episode, y'all. We're, uh, we're <laughs> Stephanie is delicious and it's like donuts. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not, Absolutely. It's not going to get better than that, y'all. Um, anyway, so how did you learn that that kids these days have revived PHAT? Uh, there were there were just two guys I talked to who were like, "That's a fat dick." Uh, Maybe you know. <laughs> okay, but were they PHAT yeah, fat dick yeah, or yeah. just like like thick? No, no PHAT. And I was just do like, they know that it means pretty hot and tempting, or do they think it's just exchangeable with thick? I don't know. Well, go I'm back not gonna to talk, I'm not going to ask them infants now. and ask them. Why not? Because you guys have put your pants back on and you're done talking to them? Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Look, I feel you. <laughs> That's legit. That's legit. Sometimes we just do not need to interact again. It's cool. It's cool. One of their <laughs> smell like onions is all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. You know. <laughs> 
And I don't know how. I'm sorry. I don't know how. I you was do that. coughing, yeah. so I didn't hear you one more time. No thanks. It's okay. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a guy once who smelled exactly like uh, the section of the subway uh, line oh, when you're walking stop. along, and you and you hit the onions. Stop that section. Yeah, one time we went out one time. How guys bathing is so awesome. I just what. Why would you not? Was why why would you go into a first date expecting that nobody's going to get anywhere near your balls mm-hmm. so you don't wash them? You went on a first date with me. <laughs> you don't even have to be taken out to dinner sometimes. It's it's just I, hello. <laughs> if I agree to a first date, look, look. Here we go. I'm Polly. Here. I'm Polly, okay? Right. And it you know, if I'm agreeing to a first date, it's not because I'm looking for love. Okay, I've got that. <laughs> it's it's not because I'm looking for like a lasting connection. That's really cool if that happens. And honestly, I'm a long-term relationship kind of girl. I've been with my boyfriend for almost 10 years. But if I agree to a first date, it's because I want your pants off. Like, <laughs> so... Scrub your sack, guys. Like it's not that hard. <laughs> and if 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 you have an issue where your freshly scrubbed sack still smells like the onions at Subway, see a doctor. Yeah, that's, and don't uh, go on any dates until that's resolved. <laughs> don't. If it's burning down there when you're, you know, peeing, don't do anything to, with anybody. Just saying. When your body odor can talk you out of getting laid. Mm-hmm. You need to fix that. You need to address Saying. it. Yeah, yeah. And and here at, at and here at Dark Side Divas, we're here to <laughs> <laughs> walk people through the uh, treacherous uh, choices you have to make in life. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little tired. So, uh, do we want to intro a show? Holy shit! Wow. Uh, you know, this is where we really like to lay out our credibility mm-hmm. as as strong, intelligent Star Wars commentators early in the episode. This clears out anybody who can't handle the rest of this. That's all that is. <laughs> this is like that scene at the beginning of Machete where the girl pulls the cell phone out of her hoo ha. That's that clears out the audience. If you can't handle girl cell phone hoo-ha, you need to leave the theater. You can't handle this movie. Wow, I, uh, I I'm here for this episode today because I did, we're <laughs> we're in a fucking mood. Apparently, Apparently. okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> we should introduce an episode. I'm ready. Are you ready? You ready? I'm I'm ready. I I've been ready. All right. None of that's true. None okay. Of that's true. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. And no, I don't do the cell phone thing, personally. <laughs> it's unsanitary. Do you remember the sound effect, though, that was made when she pulled it out? <laughs> yes. <it was> like <laughs> a... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Eerily accurate. Um, oh my <laughs> and I believe it was a Nokia because those things could survive in any environment, yeah, including yeah. a particularly moist one. Not like the haunted house. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> um, hi everybody. I'm Chris. I am the gay person. <laughs> Why you're fucking me up now? Can I please have my moment? Sorry. Can I sorry. please have my moment? 
stop looking at the screen. This is why I minimize Zoom. <laughs> so you don't have this power over me. No power over me. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm that gay man. And Stephanie, I got a trick or two you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you got a trick or a dozen. I don't know. Oh, about. God, I wish. Please. Yeah. See, people are like, Chris is such a slut. And I'm not because, well... I need to move. I just need to fucking move. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you were a slut. You've already uh, slutted up the entire local area, and you need you need new feeding grounds. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, here we are <laughs> at this Clone Wars here episode. We are. Yay! Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, do we have anything before we get into the episode? I actually do. Ooh. I have a review. <gasps> nice. A review. A uh, review. It turns out somebody nice. likes us. Um, <laughs> yeah, so always a shock. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this username, Kenichi Kurosaki. Uh, sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, uh, titled "Podcast to Work 2. Uh, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't play this out loud at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found nope. <laughs> I found y'all on TikTok and have been listening to your podcast for a while now. It has been Aww. my favorite thing to listen to while at work. I have a very physical job, and getting to laugh about Star Wars makes the job so much more fun. Keep being your fun selves. Oh, thank you. That's fantastic. We love to hear it. Oh, look at that face. Stephanie's like, like trying so hard to take it, take the, uh, take the compliment. Shut up! <laughs> I've gotten to where I don't, I don't need to vocalize the fact that my jaw is clenching because my imposter syndrome is like, you don't deserve it, you don't deserve it. They're fucking lying to you. Why would they even say that? Nobody says nice things about the things you do, you big dumb dummy. So yeah, thank you for letting me, giving me the opportunity to vocalize that internal voice. But if you would like to see the tension uh, for five <laughs> bucks a month, you go to patreon.com forward slash divas podcast. Oh. You can see my a video God. version of the show, and it's fucking. Did horrible. you just whore out my emotional damage? Your your jaw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is why we're a team. Everything's for sale. <laughs> Everything is content. All right. <clears throat> okay, so I, we're acting like we don't want to talk about this episode today. That's not true. We I actually like this arc, and I like this episode. So. <clears throat> Mm. Chris may disagree with me. Look, some stupid shit goes down in this episode, but I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Uh, well, let's just talk about it. Uh, um, you know, Stephanie, I, I noticed that when we were posting about the Martez sisters and our love of them, uh, that all kinds of people told us that's awesome. We really appreciate your opinion, and <laughs> uh, and we 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 really love representation and diversity, right? Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> That must be on the fantasy TikTok uh, <laughs> that I don't even know exists. Uh, because no, <laughs> no. Um, look, last episode we talked about how fanboys hated the Martez sisters. And this this arc, season seven, came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. This is recent Clone Wars history. The memory of this arc is fresh in people's minds and not enough time has passed for them to be like, you know what? Rosy glow of nostalgia on these characters. You know, the the characters from the previous six seasons of Clone Wars benefit from the time having passed. Mm-hmm. The shit that goes down in season seven does not get that that kind treatment, does not get the rose-colored glasses backwards-facing view. So people are still pissed about the Martez sisters. And yeah, I had I had many a comment uh, on our TikTok 
from guys saying, look, it's not racist. Quit bringing race into it. I just think they're dumb. Mm -hmm. I just think they wasted time that could have been used on more interesting stuff. Okay. So what about them was, what, what is it about them that made them dumb? What, what didn't you like about them? They go on to cite other shit that goes on in the arc, and some of it we will talk about today. Right. But no, I'm sorry. All of your arguments are still totally based in the bias that these are brown women that showed up in your show. Right. So. Right. Yeah, no. So look, um, I love them. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I will scream the lie heavens. I love them. And I, and I, but this episode was slower for me. Um, oh, yeah. And I was kind of waiting for something to happen. And then it kind of, it kind of it made me think about something when, mm. you know, most of Clone Wars, it was on television. It had commercial breaks. We had to see it week to week. Season seven was a streaming, uh, a streaming show. It all dropped at once. We didn't have to wait right. at all. And exactly. I remember reading an article. I think it was from Hollywood Reporter about, um, uh, a group of people who do t- television and they were saying that like there was a drastic paradigm shift when mm-hmm. uh, streaming platforms started to launch their own content and they knew going into a production this stuff is is going to drop all at once and so yep. we can tell a story a little bit differently and i think some shows do 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 that and sometimes it's at its detriment Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love Grace and Frankie, but there are some Grace and Frankie episodes where they're just like bridge episodes to the next big thing that's going to happen. It doesn't feel like a whole lot happens other than funny ass hilarity, but. Right. Or they get uh, Stranger Things syndrome where every episode ends on a cliffhanger. So you will binge to the next episode. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of felt like this episode was a bridge episode for me. Absolutely. And I, yeah. and I. And because when I saw this arc, I watched the whole thing in a day. So for me, it's one big long episode. There's not, mm-hmm. you know, there's not four separate episodes. And so I, I, I do feel like this episode, there was a lot of wasted time. I, I do wish the Martez sisters had something to do other than dialogue at the beginning. Like I, I just, I was, I was wanting something different, I guess, but so, you know, still let's, cool moments. let's examine, let's examine the word wasted time. Yeah. Um, because that was one of the, the primary complaints mm-hmm. that I saw is people were like, this arc was too long. Uh, it wasted time in the season. This is this, it took too long. Mm-hmm. It was too slow. It was really boring. And look, if they had done this for TV, this would not be a four episode arc. This would be two at most three episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you cannot end a wait until next week to see what happens the way you ended this episode. Right, right. And you can't make people wait a week to be waiting through a lot of dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. not on an, not in an action show like Clone Wars. But when it's a streaming thing and it all dumps at once, just get to the next episode. Mm-hmm. That was that was 20 minutes of your life. Quit bitching and move on. Right. But here's the thing. Dave Filoni doesn't waste our time. Hmm. This this episode is not a waste of time. I don't like I am careful about using the word waste of time because okay. I do feel like I feel like that's a really that's a really charged word. And I don't know, maybe I'm just an emotionally neglected Gen X kid. Uh, but being accused of wasting someone's time is a big fucking deal to me. Okay. So I don't accuse media 
of wasting my time unless I fucking hated it and do feel like my time was wasted. Um, over on Marvelous Divas, we just covered Thor The Dark World, and I accuse that movie of not just wasting my time, but maliciously wasting my time. Yeah, which I've never heard before. That was pretty severe, yeah. but hey, it, it did. <laughs> it fucking did. This episode isn't wasting our time, it's just spending our time on things that the creator thinks is important. Okay. But we don't see the importance of it yet. And I think on the rewatch, on re-examining, we can see a little bit more of it, especially as we go through this episode through the lens of what the Martez sisters are intended by Dave Filoni to represent for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that as we get into it. Um, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The change of format from episodic, weekly episodic TV to streaming, dump the whole season at once absolutely changed the game on how they pace story for yeah, Clone Wars. it's very different. Which is, it's another reason why Season 7 feels so different mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the rest of it, because it's just a different format with completely different pacing. And <clears throat> was Rebels, so Rebels had been out for a hot minute oh, yeah. by the time this one came out. Was Rebels on streaming? No, that was uh, released on the Disney Channel. Okay. Master and Mickey had, Master a, and had Mickey. a time slot for them. <laughs> so... I also think, I'm, I'm not saying, look, I'm saying that they, they changed the pacing for streaming. I'm not saying they mastered the streaming pacing. I don't. It is, it is still a little slow. I think, I, I think it's taken them a bit, but I think they got there by the time we got to, I mean, it's, it's recent, but I think they, they perfected it when they got to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, quite frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But for this, is, was this the first, was season seven of Clone Wars the first time Star Wars ventured into episodic streaming? Yeah. Okay, so Dave Filoni's breaking new ground and trying to figure it out, and he's not going to get it right on I, the first try. And you, you know, I, I, my my criticism is not that harsh. I I still enjoyed. There was actually a lot of stuff. There was one part in particular I fucking loved so mm-hmm. much um, that I can't wait to talk about. But um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's like Star Wars doesn't. I felt like at the beginning part of this episode, they're doing the dialogue, a lot of dialogue, to try to give mm-hmm. the the women more character and also to redo some exposition. I'm not sure why they felt like they had to do that. Okay, 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 okay. Pump your brakes. Yeah. We should probably explain why we're here and what episode we're talking about. Oh, shit, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Girl, yeah, you jumped right past all that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I got excited to talk. See, I still want to talk about the episode. See, exactly. Yeah. I'm excited about it too, yeah. but we need to actually right, do like do the it. podcast format it. thing. Fucking 20 minutes in. Okay. So what we're doing on this podcast 30. is we are watching through the entire... I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Are we interrupting me for a good reason? What's going no, on, No, there's never a good reason. That's what I fucking thought. <laughs> what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace. Which we have revisited, by the way. Yeah. With with 80 plus episodes of podcasting experience in our pocket, we went back and took another look at Phantom Menace. You should check that out on our YouTube moving on. We started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and we have been moving forward through time for many, many episodes since then. And today we find ourselves in Clone Wars, season seven, episode six, Deal No Deal. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is... Mistakes are valuable lessons often learned too late. Anakin. Trace. Yep. <laughs> trace. Oh trace, yeah, trace, yeah. Trace. Uh I know it's gonna Anakin. I know I know it's a reference to Trace, but like when I saw that I was like, fucking Anakin Skywalker. Because come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's gonna learn that like thirty years too late. <laughs> 
Anyway. Do you have the announcer bit? Yep. <clears throat> Get it. Crossroads. After leaving the Jedi Order, Ahsoka Tano finds herself far away from the life she once knew. Here in the underworld of Coruscant, she meets with Trace Martez, an inspiring po- aspiring pilot, and her older sister Rafa, a streetwise gambler with lofty aspirations. In their short time together, Ahsoka realizes not everyone sees the Jedi as heroes, a lesson she only recently learned herself. Okay. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Sorry, I was distracted because... Of the way you said crossroads right at the beginning yeah. there. I didn't notice this the first time when I was watching through the episode. I just noticed it now. Christopher, I ask you. Yeah. What the fuck does the word crossroads have to do with the intro that they just gave to this episode? I I, I don't know if I should. I don't know. I, you're fucking with me now. I'm worried. No, I'm, I'm asking. Hives. I'm asking because I think I just found a significance to it, and I'm mad about it. So, uh, what do you what do you think? What do you what do you think? <laughs> why I, why did this intro start with Crossroads? I don't know, but it's making me want to listen to that one song by Bone Thugs from Harmony. <laughs> Media the Crossroads. <laughs> no, okay. So Heather, jump in the wayback machine with me. Okay. To 2002. How the fuck do you expect me to remember 2002? A certain, a certain pop star starred in a movie about three girls in their 20s making their way in the world and traveling and learning lessons about each other and themselves along the way. And that pop star was Britney Spears and the movie is Crossroads. Right. That's what this is. That's why they said Crossroads at the top of the fucking announcer bit. It's a goddamn Britney Spears movie reference. So this episode has a three-woman dynamic. And it referenced a movie. God damn it. Three, three young ladies dynamic in it. On, and... on the day that Britney Spears and Elton John comes out with a song together. <laughs> this is fucked up. On this day in history, <laughs> the stars have aligned. Also, I pulled it up on IMDb. Uh, apparently, Anson Mount is also in Crossroads. I have not seen that movie in a very long time. Look, I didn't watch it when it first came out. Why the fuck did I even recognize the word when it, as in relation to this? That doesn't matter. Anson Mount. Okay, Black Akar Boltigan <laughs> from the MCU, uh, Captain Christopher Pike mm-hmm. on Star Trek mm-hmm. right now. Anson Mount was um, apparently the hottie in this movie, and the trailer is playing on mute on my screen right now. Can confirm 10,000%. Yeah, she's mind. literally, so saw- I see color in her cheeks, which is very rare. zoe saldana is also in this movie oh my gosh i might need to watch crossroads well uh uh, come to our uh our next uh podcast uh crossroads divas is going to be launching pretty soon (laughs) anson mount's mysterious career divas anyway so (laughs) shit uh so yeah that's why it says crossroads in the middle of the intro for this All right, Clone anyway. Wars. Clone Wars episode. So what were you saying before all that? Okay, so before all that, I was saying that this the beginning part of this episode is kind of slow. Um, yeah, because of the dialogue. Got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, okay, no, I'm just saying. So, like, like back to what I was going to make my point. Uh, Star Wars is infamous for uh, having a char- char- character who could potentially be amazing, but they only get, mm-hmm. like, a minute, two minutes on screen. Right. But their presence is still so compelling that we get, like, comic book series, novels, 
Maul. Yeah. Yeah, Darth Maul. Um, and so I think that you could tell, you could, you could make me love the Martez sisters more without, uh, doing a lot. But I wasn't expecting a ton of dialogue between Ahsoka, Rafa, and Trace. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if that was the best way for me. Okay. For me personally. For you. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, we have had, uh, an example of a female character, um, who did a lot with just a little, and that's Assange Ventress. Right? Absolutely. We can't, all, we can't all be Ventress. No. Um, so the people that I see complaining the most about the pacing, um, and about the amount of dialogue are men. And not to make this a gender binary situation, mm-hmm. but, uh, some stereotypes exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. And one of those is that dudes don't talk as much as women do. Women say like multiples, like I, I don't remember the statistic and I'm not going to quote it wrong, but women say a lot more words in a day than men do. Okay. And I felt that the amount of dialogue and communication that was happening in this episode was accurate for a trio of female characters. Okay. That makes sense because uh, Ahsoka's other th- uh, thruple is Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Anakin. And when nobody talks about nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, even more so. If they do talk, then it's going to be a fucking fight. So it's like... Exactly. <laughs> so it's like Ahsoka didn't really get to gab a whole lot with them. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure, especially after Anakin did something fucked up, I'm sure the silent treatments on the ship on the way back home to Coruscant were extensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure poor Ahsoka had to deal with all that nonsense. So yeah, no, you yeah. that makes sense. I mean, and uh, I I I don't hate this episode. Just to be clear, I actually like this episode. It's just of the uh, of this arc. This is probably my least favorite of the four. But that's only because the next two episodes fuck really hard, and <laughs> and, and it's not fair to this episode. This episode, I think I. I I, I do think a lot of people loved the beginning part. It just, for me personally, I was kind of like, I, I kind of just want to see Rafa doing her gangster shit. And I want to see Trace do some complicated shipbuilding shit. And instead of there being this like dialogue, but I, I still respect the fact that there was a lot of dialogue because mm-hmm. um, holy hell, we get to tell a story. We don't have to worry about commercial breaks now. Right, but here's the thing with this, and that is definitely something that changes the structure of the dialogue in the episode. Absolutely. You don't have to make all of the conversations really brief. But this this dialogue at the beginning uh, where, you know, Ahsoka and Trace are talking about the fact that, you know, Ahsoka went to quote-unquote Skywalker Academy. She <laughs> what? And Trace built this whole ass ship herself. Yeah. From pieces that she managed to scrape together. So Trace is fucking brilliant. That's like if, it's like building a car yourself, a bumper, a hubcap at a time, because that's what you're able to afford. That's fucking brilliant. We find out that Rafa is a gambler. She's a scoundrel. Yeah. She's basically Han Solo in lady form, in brown lady form, hence a lot of the hate that she's gotten because just, just, just give the boys Han Solo and they'll be happy. But here's the thing. Let's go back to the word wasted, mm-hmm. wasted time here. Um, this conversation is not wasted time, but it feels slow mm. and it feels like you would rather be seeing it than having them talk about it. And I feel like that's just a personal preference. Absolutely. That, that tends to be, it tends to have a gendered perspective on it. Ma- more masculine viewers tend to prefer the action, uh, versus the conversation. 
which is which tends to be preferred by more femme viewers, and that's fine. This really just uh, boils down to personal preference, and I appreciate Absolutely. Dave Filoni uh, taking the time to actually do a conversation, which is something that he's not done before, which is another reason why a lot of people, a lot of fans of Clone Wars did not react well to the pacing in this episode, because they've never been able to pace it like this before. It's new, and Star Wars fans don't like change. I mean... Uh, that does facts, facts, facts. There's no lies detected whatsoever. Um, no, it's just it. Like you said, it's a personal preference. It didn't destroy this episode for me. I still fucking love this episode. Um, mm-hmm. um, I it's just a personal preference, like you said. Uh, but that said, uh, god damn, I love the the one thing I will say. The season seven animation level up oh with the God. facial expressions. The whole episode. It's so good. Fucking amazing. Fucking great. It's so good. Yeah, you get whole journeys. Okay, so the actual scene that we get at, to, to get into the episode itself. Uh, so the first scene is Ahsoka and Trace are working on Trace's ship. We find out uh, that the ship has been named the Silver Angel. Yep. Nobody likes this name. I Except like, Trace. Except Trace. Oh, poor Trace. I, like, she, this whole episode really emphasized how young she is. Like, she's brilliant. She's a prodigy, but she's incredibly naive and inexperienced. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, w- this is the scene where we find out that Trace is a fucking brilliant mechanic. She built this whole goddamn ship herself. Uh, we find out that Rafa is a gambler. She's a scoundrel. She won that whole storefront in, in gambling. You know? Yeah, it, which like, is very uh, Millennium Falcon-esque, you know? I want to ship exactly. it again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, she won a lot of the funding for these ships. She won, a, she won the, uh, she just, everything. They inherited the mech bay because apparently their parents, the girl's parents, left, died? Unclear. Um, yeah, but, was that the first time, like, th- my takeaway from that was, is this the first time we're mentioning divorce? Uh, maybe. Did they? Did the parents split from each other, or did they split from life? The sisters. <laughs> I or did they know. split from existence? I, did they split back into the living force? Unclear. I felt. Uh, I, I felt like to me that that. See, this is kind of what I mean. Um, I, I, I'm like, wait, your parents? Wait, they split? Can I? Can I have more? Can I have a flashback moment? Can I have something? Um, but we don't. We don't. We. But it's we, not their story. It. But it's not their yeah. story. It's a It's story. not their story. I just love them but, so much that I want more of that. You know. I, I feel that, but I think, I feel like it was also kept vague mm-hmm. in this scene because the Martez sisters are here to be mirrors for Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's parents, Obi-Wan and Anakin, also split <laughs> from her. <laughs> because they fucking kicked her out of the house. I hate, I hate you now. Why did you say that? Right. That's so terrible. That, but to, to, to make this relevant and also to remind us all why Trace and Rafa Martez are even in this story. Mm-hmm. They are here. For to serve Ahsoka's story, mm-hmm. they have their own story, and we'll see more of that in later in other shows. But in these four episodes, their purpose is to is to serve Ahsoka's story, which is nice for Ahsoka to get her story focused on and served for once because she has spent the last six seasons, well, five, five. Seasons, she wasn't even in uh, season six because she wasn't even in the sixth one. Mm. The last five seasons entirely in service of Anakin Skywalker's story, absolutely. So it's nice to see her story getting some focus, and it does not escape me that so many of the toxic fans are upset about spending four out of hundred plus episodes focused on a female character. Hey, with other female characters. Hey, on that note, I have a thing to read you. Oh, read me a thing. Yeah, because we're talking about Ahsoka now. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Patron Oswin uh, oh. made a really awesome comment. Uh, uh, she says, Ahsoka's glow up was not just to show off the animation and to distance her from the Order, but is actually showing what she looked like all along. Despite Ooh. Dave Filoni saying that the Clone Wars is Ahsoka's story, and it mainly is, it is also the the Anakin all the time show, <laughs> which is what you just yeah. said. I feel like seeing her in season seven, we see what Anakin had ceased to see, that she is a grown-up, adult-ish woman. When separated from Anakin of it all, when separated from the Anakin of it all, she was allowed to just be Ahsoka emotionally, socially, physically, as we now get to see in animation. And nice. she says more stuff, but I thought that line was perfect time yeah. for what no, you just said. Like, yeah. Thank you, Oswin. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And just a reminder, our patrons are awesome. <laughs> they are fucking awesome. Uh, they, I get so much more insight into, into the, the media. From just chatting with them in our Discord, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we're we're just a nice reminder. We're dumb bitches with microphones. So Two dumb bitches with microphones. That's all we are. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. when we have like all these smart people talking to us about Star Wars, I'm half. I'm not gonna lie. Half the time, I'm like, huh? <laughs> right. Is that like boobs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling through this entire like novel on novel conversation going on between these three patrons, and I don't see a single dick, and I'm confused. So, <laughs> anyway, we're back. So yeah. Anyway, okay, okay, okay. So Trace and Ahsoka are clearly becoming fucking besties, right? Yeah. Um, like Ahsoka's like. You fucking named your ship the Silver Angel? And Trace is like, yeah. And Ahsoka's like, no, it's cool, it's cool. It's your ship. You call it what you want. Why don't you name my bike while you're at it? I did. Trash. Its name is Trash. It's Trash. <laughs> its name is Trash. <laughs> like, oh, they're us. Yeah. Anyway, Trace talks Ahsoka into sticking around for a little bit. Maybe not fucking running off into Coruscant and uh, Ahsoka's like okay as long as Rafa doesn't mind and Rafa's like what isn't Rafa my what I heard my <laughs> name being spoken in vain what mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Rafa walks up uh, and what's Rafa got going on so well you know at, at, I was giving Rafa was giving me big sister energy in general oh yeah oh, oh like yeah. like real hardcore in the scene so Rafa's all yeah I'm in a tough spot I kind of need your help it's no big deal. It's not a big deal, really. But I need the ship and a pilot, which is going to be you, Trace. <laughs> because because she originally recruited a different ship and different pilot, and that fell through. And do we think that's true? I think that might actually be true. She's not saying that just to manipulate Trace. I I I know because that that makes Trace feel bad that she's the second choice. <laughs> right. Trace is pissed that she's the backup. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's like a double backflip reverse manipulation, big sister manipulation, because you know your little sister's going to be pissed that they were the backup. So now they're definitely going to help you. I think Rafa was was seriously trying to avoid getting Trace involved with this this situation. Given where the episode goes, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. I, that's legit. I, 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 I don't think Rafa is that mani- – oh, let me take it back. I don't think Rafa is going to be that manipulative to Trace. I don't think Rafa's that good right. <laughs> at being manipulative. Right. That's so probably a better that. take on it, yeah. Yeah, she's not high enough level. She's gonna. She needs to like get to at least fifth level scoundrel before that kicks in. <laughs> um, so, and this is again this whole pie in the sky job thing and plans falling through and stuff. This is so Han Solo. Oh my god. This is so like, and we will talk about this more when we actually get back to watching Solo again. Yeah. When, so we can see Han when he was low level. But yeah, if this character was a dude. There wouldn't be nearly as many complaints because 
this is all these are all dude issues. Oh, absolutely. Traditionally, traditionally in the Star Wars universe, dude issues of like trying to get your fucking scoundrel job off the ground and stuff like that. Yeah, no, this is anyway. I fucking love Rafa, and I think she's a hottie. Anyway. So uh, Rafa's like, yeah, I got this job. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though, until we get underway. <laughs> That's always a good sign of a quest, isn't it? Like, totally, I'm not going to tell you where yeah. we're going, what we're doing, until we're there. <laughs> no details until we're in the air. And Ahsoka's like, eyebrow raise. The problem is that Ahsoka is, is like, well, at least there is a plan of some sort. <laughs> I don't need to know about it, because sometimes I've had to... Make it up as I go along, because Jedi. And, and sometimes you just had to trust that somebody else had a half-assed plan in their pocket, too. Yeah, which like, they she, they may usually didn't. <laughs> yeah, she she's totally used to, eh, we'll figure it out when we get there, yeah. as, a, as a planning philosophy. Yeah. And she's going to learn over the course of this episode that you really need to be a much higher level character before that works. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so Ahsoka is suspicious of Rafa. Rafa is suspicious of Ahsoka. Absolutely. Because Trace is like, yay, I'm going to go fire up the ship. And then Rafa pulls Ahsoka over on the ramp and is like, fuck are you doing here? Yeah, she tells Ahsoka. You show up out of nowhere, suddenly you and my sister are inseparable. What are you after? She thinks it's a scam. She thinks Ahsoka's conning Trace. And I love that. I th- that, that line I delivered by Rafa was perfect because, mm-hmm. you know, that was her really demonstrating her mama bear protectiveness of trace she's like don't fuck with me ahsoka not that she could stop ahsoka from fucking with her but right yeah (laughs) but But she didn't know why i found a little a little interview from dave filoni talking more about the martez sisters Mm -hmm. and he compares he compares rafa to anakin he says that rafa in her own way is like anakin all she cares about is her sister and keeping her sister safe sometimes she does the wrong things to make that happen but that's her primary goal. She means well. She's just not always doing the right thing to make that happen. I totally see that. I can see how Rafa's so, like list of people she cares about in the galaxy is really small. Really? Yeah. It's one. It's one. Yeah. It's probably just Trace. Yeah. Yeah. At least Anakin had, you know, what, what would we say? Four people in a yeah. droid? Because it was Palpatine, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Padme. And, and a droid. Yeah. yeah R2. Yeah. Yeah. So at least, at, le- at least Anakin has more than one. Rafa has one person. She has a person, her person, and that's her sister. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah. Uh, Rafa is Anakin. Again, another reason why the toxic fanboys don't like her. Anyway, <laughs> I liked, I liked that, uh, you know, she was like, Ahsoka, what is your angle here? And Ahsoka says, I don't have an angle, unless maybe to keep you both out of trouble. Hmm. You have a thought you might be the trouble she needs to stay away from? Snap. And, like, you have a point. You don't know how good a point you have. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> but also, your plan is real fucking dangerous, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get um, Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So, we are on board the Silver Angel. Yay! Yay! Uh, we already talked about the Silver Angel last time, but this time, can we talk about the cockpit? Yeah. Did you recognize it? It looks very familiar to me. Doesn't it? Do you know why? Uh, why? St- what? What? Y'all, the face that Steph has right now is fucking incredible. <laughs> why, Stephanie, does it look so familiar? Is it? Is it like similar to a certain other ship that we love? <laughs> yes, that is the cockpit from the Ghost in Star Wars Rebels. Correct. 
It was originally designed for the Silver Angel in season six, but then when these episodes got scrapped out of season six, the animators figured nobody's ever going to see this cockpit. We really liked the design for this cockpit. Let's use it for the ghost. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Little did we know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember the first time I saw these episodes, I was like, God, this looks so familiar. And... You know, it was the the animation glow up that kind of like delayed the re, the yeah, rec- it the kind of obscures it. Yeah, but yeah, but no, it's the fucking ghost, and I it's the ghost. I can't wait it's to talk ghost. about rebels. But um, uh, it's a really good cockpit layout. I know, um, but like, <laughs> uh, this part of the episode uh, answered so many questions for me. Like, uh, one. I now know how traffic in Coruscant works. <laughs> yes, there's military lanes and there's transport lanes. Yeah, so transports do not go in the military lanes, right? Uh, which you would know if you ever went to flight school of any kind and got a license. Which trace? Which yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But I remember seeing Back to the Future Part Two, where they go into the future uh-huh. and you have flying cars, and I'm like, why? If you are in a flying car, are you still staying in a lane? Right. And, and so I went down a rabbit hole <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> where I found uh, some nerd talked about uh, traffic in Coruscant. So mm. you have flying cars, speeders, starships going every which way. If there wasn't a lane of some sort or a system by which these vehicles had to follow, it would be complete chaos in the sky. Absolutely. And yeah. thing, crashes would happen all the time. So everyone kind of abides by this system. And I was actually reading that uh, there's apparently Legends books where it implies that a lot of ships have systems built into them where if you don't follow a lane on a certain planet like Coruscant, the ship Mm -hmm. will just like set out some kind of an alarm and the police will come after you. Now, of course, criminals will disable that, remove that out of the ship, blah, blah, blah. But like that's part of the, but that I thought that was interesting. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, So yeah. Trace is flying them up. We get a really gorgeous shot of ascending up from Coruscant. I love and that. And they're flying along and, you know, Trace is trying to pull into a lane so they can get off planet. And Ahsoka looks out and recognizes all the fucking shuttles Yeah. around them. Yeah, because Ahsoka at first is like, oh, this is so familiar to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, shit. This is familiar <laughs> to me. Oh, that, oh no. Oh, we're, we're in the wrong lane. Yeah. Yeah, Trace is pulling into a military lane, and she's about to fucking crash into a Republic cruiser. Yay. Uh, so they get hailed by none other than Admiral Ularin. Have you lost your mind? This is military airspace. Ew. That is <laughs> why, a horrible feeling. <laughs> well, and ah- Ahsoka's like, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Yeah, I don't, don't, need, you don't, I don't understand. need anybody to know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad. Don't answer that. Oh you my know? God, right? <laughs> like, right? Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, Admiral Yularen's like, pull the fuck over. Oh my God, what's your license number? And Trace is like, oh yeah, license. I should have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and Ahsoka, Ahsoka is rapidly realizing just how fucked up this is. <laughs> like, oh shit, oh shit. But she she manages to talk Trace into getting the fuck out of the military lane. Just go to the transport lane and hope they leave us alone. Right. Hope. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, on the bridge of the cruiser, what's going on? Anakin is there. Anakin Skywalker. Shout out to the season, season seven 
character model glow up. Oh, absolutely, with the hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looked good. And Yalaren looked good, too, by the way. He, he, he looks older. He looks older and pissed, but he looked great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then this is, like, one of my favorite moments of, of, of this scene. And this is, like, such a classic Clone Wars moment where they do callbacks yeah. to other parts of the yeah. story. Uh, we have a light side Anakin... Uh, basically redoing the scene from Return of the Jedi where, you know, Shuttle <laughs> Tidarian is going to Endor and he's like, no, leave them to me. Uh, here, yeah. he senses Ahsoka and I felt so sad for him in that moment. Yeah. Um, he's trying yeah. so hard not, and again, the animation glow up, he's trying so hard not to look sad and concerned, but he has that stone face, but I can still see it in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And Yularen's like, I'm going to fucking arrest them. Fuck these bitches. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> and, and Anakin's like, nope, it's nothing. Just do nothing. And it's a retelling of that scene from Return of the Jedi. I fucking love this scene. It's almost line for line. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. And he, they sense each other. Ahsoka senses oh, yeah. him reaching out in the force. And they just kind of like two ships passing literally. And he he tells Yularen to leave him alone. And they go on about their way. Yeah. And, and I think we even get a part at the beginning of the scene where Raja's like, just fly casual or fly normal or something like that. I forgot what she said exactly, but it was very similar. I didn't catch that, but that would be cool. Yeah, it was very similar um, to Han telling uh, uh, telling Chewie to fly casual. <laughs> so this this scene right here is how we know these episodes happen before the Bad Batch episodes. Because this is Anakin and the 501st getting supplied up and ready to go do the Outer Rim sieges that are in the other episodes that actually aired first for this season. That's great and all, but I still want to talk about my boys. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I know, bitch. I know. I know. Oh my god. No, I'm happy we're doing this. This. Part I know. First. I know. Yeah. There's not enough dick in these episodes for you. We will get there. Oh, there. Unfortunately, there is, but not in a good way. <laughs> okay, so they do finally fucking get into space, right? right? And they actually get into hyperspace. I was fully expecting the hyperspace drive to not work, but here we yeah. are. Again, Trace is a goddamn genius. Well... And... Uh, hold on. <laughs> I said she, She's a really good mechanic. Right. She is an incredibly inexperienced adventurer. Oh my god. Because they, <laughs> they get into hyperspace, uh, and Rafa... Won't tell Ahsoka the plan, literally, like, leans over and whispers the plan to Trace, because we're in middle school. Right. Anyway, <laughs> they, they get into they get into hyperspace, there's a lot of turbulence. Yeah. I would be What's concerned that? if there was yeah. that much turbulence while flying in hyperspace. Exactly. And then Trace is like, oh, sorry. I left the air brakes on. That could have been bad. What? So, I have a question for you. Yeah. Chris? Why do air brakes matter in hyperspace? Is there air? Well, see, in um, yeah, I got nothing. No, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You know what? Fast and Furious, Fast and Star, Furious Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what planet do they pull up to? Well, they don't. Well, they don't technically go to a planet immediately. They go to a particular region called mm. the Kessel Run, right? No, the Kessel Run is a particular event. Oh well, that the, happens. The Kessel Cloud part, whatever it's fucking called. I had the name. Hold on, let me. Look uh, it up okay, no, I've got, I got it. it. It's I the Acadie's it. Maelstrom. That damn it! I was kind of sound so smart in a second. Um, Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no. Ahsoka's really Ahsoka's really happy to see Kessel, yeah? No. Uh, in fact, Ahsoka's like, what the fuck are we doing here? This uh-huh. is such a dangerous place. This place is known for their corruption. 
Rafa's like, how do you know that? How yeah. do you know all this shit all the fucking time? Hello, exactly. hello, danger. Anyway, yeah. uh, I had so I had to look this up. Like, oh my god, oh my god. And this is a scene for scene, like revisit of the solo uh, scenes of this area. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I. Oh, you mean like the the actual scenery outside the ship? Exactly. Um, cool. It's and it. What was uh, I did a side by side. This is how nerdy I am. I did a side by side of the scenes in solo <laughs> here. And the animation is so fucking good that I had a hell of a time when I screen captured the two. I had a hell of a time telling the difference between live action and animation. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's how good the animation is. So, and that and it's beautiful. And I love that they did that. Uh, but they're pulling up to Kessel. And Ahsoka's like, why the fuck are we at Kessel? Right. And Rafa's like, don't worry, we're just here to pick up some medicine. And in my notes, in all caps, God damn it, are they making the Latina girls into drug mules? Yeah, they are. Can we stop fucking doing this, Star Wars? You finally give us Latina characters and and they're drug dealers now? This is just Poe Dameron all over again. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what they were going for. I think they were like, hey, there's more spice runners. Not thinking all of our spice runners are brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, oh man, this is this is the Star Wars equivalent of always casting Latin actors. Like it, it is a running thing forever. It always has been in Hollywood. Latin actors are always reading for drug dealers and gang members. Yeah, like that's that's just how that is. Um, I used to work in the film industry in my area, and every time we had to call our Latin actors for an audition for something that wasn't a drug dealer or a gang member, we were always like, oh my god, guess what you get to read for. Yeah. You, know, you don't have you don't have to wear a cholo bandana for this one. Oh, you know, <laughs> because that's the way it always was. So this is such a fucking this is an ugly stereotype that I wish they'd fucking stop doing. I anyway, agree. um, so we're flying into Kessel. Kessel is gorgeous. Well, this side of Kessel is gorgeous. Is gorgeous. Would you like to know about Kessel? Please tell me about Kessel. Okay. Uh, so the planet Kessel is in the Acades Maelstrom in the Kessel sector in the outer rim, mm. which will become, which will become relevant here in a little bit. Uh, its primary exports are coaxium, which is hyperfuel. Absolutely. So once again, for the people who bitch about how ships don't need fuel in Star Wars, they do need fuel. Oh, it's a absolutely. finite resource. You have to mine it out of planets like Kessel. Yep fuckers <laughs> we will we'll get to that when we get to the sequel trilogy yeah the, the last jedi anyway uh they also export something called kesselstone oh tell me about that it's spice mm-hmm. yeah it's spice uh and spice of course we've talked about spice before oh, it yeah. is a raw raw material that can be refined into all kinds of medicine and also all kinds of recreational drugs Yay, drugs. Yay. And we will talk more about the Acades Maelstrom when we get to Solo. I'm not going to get into that right now. Anyway, Kessel is run by the Yoruba family, uh, <laughs> the head of which is King Yoruba. We do not meet him in this episode, but nope. they are the ones who rule the family. Uh, and we meet their major domo when, when our ladies land and the major domo comes out to meet them. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, a Twi'lek? 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 Twi? Twi'lek? Uh, cool. K- Kanash Locke. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, Kanish? Kanash? <laughs> Kanash Locke. Yep. Guess who's voicing Kanash Locke? I, I hate it when you do this to me. Um, <laughs> Corey Burton? 
Yep. Yeah. Good job, baby. I'm the party party star. star. (laughs) Corey Burton, a.k.a. Count Dooku, is the voice of Kanash Lock. Kanash Lock is a male twilight. 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 He is red of skin and haughty of demeanor because he is the majordomo of the very wealthy king of the entire planet. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, so what's Kanash Lock there for? Yeah, so he's there to meet uh, Trace, Rafa, and Ahsoka, and he's all like, we prepared a banquet for you to thank you for our services. Mm-hmm. And Rafa and Trace are so excited. Ahsoka, on I the know. other hand, Ahsoka, on the other hand, is like, we're in fucking danger. Because yeah. Ahsoka <laughs> Why are dumb. they buttering us up like this? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, did you see this fabulous banquet? I did. What they were serving at this fabulous banquet? What were they serving? Nuna legs <laughs> and the occasional random entire uncut fruit on a plate. Sure. Like it's like if somebody walked up to the, to you at this mag- magnificent banquet table and put a plate in front of you and it's just got an orange on it. Like <laughs> Can I can okay. I can I have a sidebar real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. Um I, um, when my, when my aunt was alive, she used to love taking me to very fancy restaurants in Hollywood. Uh-huh. They, uh, we went to this one restaurant. It was made, it was some famous Food Network owned pr- place. Ooh. And was they, it, it was one of those places where I had a pre, pre-made menu. You were going to get what the three courses that were on the menu and that's it. You can't ask for substitutions or nothing like that. Okay. The dessert... Stephanie was a huh. cut in half peeled apple with syrup on top. And that was it, as far as I could tell. Oh, and some cinnamon. Guess how much that cost? I don't want to know. $45. For an apple? For a fucking apple. They were like. $45 for less than a dollar's worth of ingredients. Right. And it was like, it was like, oh, well, we prepared it in a certain way. Oh, how did you prepare it? Did you cook it? Oh, no. We cut it in half and we peeled it carefully. And we peeled it. Mm. Okay, fuck you. So anyway, that's what kind of reminded, <laughs> that kind of reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. This is that's this is one of those some one of those meals bullshit. that's like so fancy that we don't even try. Ew. But Trace's face is like elated. She's so happy. Oh She's God. never sat anywhere so fancy before, and she really loves her ship. Really She's loves her so ship. She's so awkward. She's so awkward. Dinner is so awkward. I, yes. you know, I feel Trace in this moment. Yeah. She she only knows one thing to say, and that's... I've got one of the fastest ships around. Okay. Um, we do find out what the deal is. This is basically a test run for the Martez sisters to ship Spice. Yeah. Right? Uh, and this is a test run. If you can successfully deliver these three containers then you come back and we will sign a a more long-term contract situation Mm -hmm. and the the sisters are like yes and ahsoka's like hi i'm your reality chick fucking one more time reality check killjoy is what i was trying to say um because she goes many things can be made out of spice and they're not all good right how do you know that ahsoka how do you know that (sighs) Right. And the major domo's like, mm-hmm, no. Okay, so it's just like medicine, right? <laughs> we here at the Yoruba family are just all about health and happiness, and it's wartime, and people need medicine, bitch. Like, that's yeah. his, whole, his whole attitude here. And Rafa's like, shut up. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Stop. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, they go to the ship. And, uh, cause they need to go pick up the spice. Yeah. And so Ahsoka is all, 
Hey, I don't know if y'all knew this, but running spice is super fucking dangerous. Super dangerous. Ships gets fucking attacked all the time. Pirates, and, bitch. Yeah. I know, I've met them. Yeah, right? Which she I, doesn't say, I, but I, that's that's what she said. That's the implication. Yeah. And Ralph is all, they're not going to attack our ship. Our ship is smaller. It's not, you know, it's not something that's going to stick out like a sore thumb. We'll be fine. Right. How, and Ahsoka's like, oh, you've done this before? Mm, no. 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 Never done anything like this before. Trace hasn't even left the fucking plant. This is the first time she left Coruscant. Because I remember in the this previous This is the first ep- time she's flown. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking thing to do, y'all. Oh, my God. Like, this is straight into the deep end, right? This is, these are very ambitious little scoundrels. Um, so Ahsoka is super worried now. Yeah. Because she's like, these bitches are going to get themselves killed. Uh- yeah. So now she has to go along. She's not just there because she's friends with Trace. She's there because she doesn't want them to die. Yeah. She doesn't want Hondo fucking Onaka to board their ship and kill them all. <laughs> like. Yeah. She doesn't want to have to fight Hondo in space and I, kick his ass. Again. <laughs> again. So they're flying. They're flying along. They're going to go pick up the shipment. And Kessel gets dramatically less gorgeous. Yeah, because I remember at first, when I watched this the first time, I was like, "This is is this the same planet in Solo? It's so pretty. Mm. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, like, literally, I'm picturing, like, literally half the planet is gross and orange and all mined out and stripped, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, and so, yeah. and Trace is all, oh, my God, look at all the droids, all the awesome droids. There's so like many down, droids. Like, down in the spice mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah those aren't droids, as Ahsoka points out. Yeah, she's like, those are, those are people. yeah those are people and so they land and uh and rafa's like must be local workers i think the term is slaves can't be an operation this large the republic wouldn't stand for it they'd shut the place down yeah you'd think they would mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that's a little that's a little cynicism for the the republic there our yep. girls growing up yeah, well, she's on the outside looking in now, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. Kessel's in the outer rim. The yeah. Republic's authority out there is paper thin. Yeah. They got nothing here. It's a it's technically a neutral planet, isn't it? I wasn't able to find anything definitive on that. But yeah, the Republic doesn't have any authority here. Yeah. The Republic's not going to do anything about the slaves on Tatooine. They're not going to do anything about the slaves on Kessel. The Republic will continue to use the spice mind oh, from Kessel. Oh, absolutely. And just look the other way on the whole slavery issue. The Republic has an entire ass army made up of millions of slaves. Okay. Yeah. So let's just, let's not play like the Republic has any moral high ground when it comes to slavery. And it's just like, Rafa, Trace, my sweet summer children. Right. This is how the world actually works. This is how the galaxy actually functions. It's on the backs of slave labor. So that's pretty that's Yay. fun to learn <laughs> anyway uh they pick up the spice rafa's like i'm still not so sure about this whole ahsoka girl we are taking off from kessel we are on our way to obadiah and this is actually the first time we hear the name obadiah yeah dropped in the episode because now ahsoka's like wait what we're going where <laughs> to who <laughs> why what the fuck what yeah because apparently they're delivering directly to Marg Krim. Oh my god. And Ahsoka, who read all the Jedi intel reports that, uh, that Anakin never did, knows who exactly Marg Krim is. Absolutely. He's a goddamn crime lord. One of the worst, actually. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most yeah. dangerous. Yeah. 
And she's like, uh, you're going to Marg Krim? And Rafa's like, okay, how do you know this? Right. How do you know about this? I, uh, how the fuck does she know all this? I listen to the radio. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, I listen to NPR. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially Ahsoka's excuse. Uh, but she's like, no, y'all, seriously, that's the Pikes. The Pikes are gangsters. Yeah. And Trace is like, oh, you mean like Pintu back on Coruscant? And she's like, no, so much worse yeah. than Pintu. Oh, they will take your ship. They will take your life. They will take everything. And here's the thing. Jedi melodrama yeah. doesn't land well with people who are not stewing in their own midichlorians. Right. They take you literally. Yeah. Trace Trace takes Ahsoka saying that the that the Pikes will take her ship literally. Uh, a bit too literally and a bit too yeah. dramatic. But still, nonetheless... This was the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I, 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 I had a, there was a moment, I've had these moments so much growing up when, you know, I'd play games with my sisters or cousins and we're arguing about the rules of some, whatever game we're playing at the time. And uh-huh. then somebody goes, I'm not playing anymore. And that becomes like the focus of the attention of the whole situation because you can't have one person not play with you, right? That's bad. Uh-huh. So Trace is serving me. I'm not playing anymore. Oh, I thought you were going to go where me and my cousins would go, which is you get three people around uh-huh. like the Monopoly board and they start arguing and one person goes, well, fuck this game anyway, and just flips the board and walks away. That's a more aggressive version of it, but it's the same yeah. energy. It's the same energy. <laughs> I'm not playing anymore. Fuck this game. There's no resolving the yeah. And like, look, that was always the win condition for Monopoly for me growing up. If you can, if you can be kicking everybody's ass so bad, somebody flips the board, you won. I have never actually finished a game of Monopoly. Never, so no. Somebody's like, "Fuck this game," you know. If it doesn't devolve into knives out, then like, yeah. what's the point of playing? <laughs> but I really loved because, like, Trace is having her panic attack about possibly losing her ship while Rafa and Ahsoka are fighting. They're arguing, and Ahsoka is she's back on her Jedi monk privilege shit again. Yeah. Where she's like, look, we can't deliver this to the Pikes. Wouldn't wouldn't you feel better about yourself if we just deliver this to somewhere that will definitely use it for medicine? Huh? Uh? Think of all the good you could do if we deliver the spice to someplace else instead of the Pikes. Rafa's like, we cannot do that. We will not get paid. We can't pay off debt with your morality. Like, what the fuck? And these are, this, these are legitimate arguments. Right. 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 But in the middle of all of this, they lose sight of the fact that Trace is having a panic attack. And she's like, they're going to take my ship. They're going to take my ship. Okay, okay, okay. She hears their argument. She's like, okay, cool. Dumps the fucking cargo in hyperspace. What? Yeah. I'm not playing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And look, Trace is incredibly, she's young. She's inexperienced. And As she explains, because both of them, Ahsoka and Rafa, both are like, What What did did you do? do? I dumped the spice. You You did did what? Yeah, and suddenly Rafa and Ahsoka are on the same side. You just did the worst fucking thing ever. This is literally the worst possible thing you could have done. uh, Because that was 30,000 credits worth of spice that has just disappeared into hyperspace. There's no getting that back. It's gone. Yeah. It's just fucking gone. And Trace is like, look, I thought delivering the spice to the Pikes was bad. How is me dumping it into space any different than what you wanted to do, Ahsoka, which is just give it away to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka is now having to face, to stare directly into the face of her Jedi privilege and admit, Well, that was more of an ethical debate. She was just talking. That was just wordy words. So fun. Uh, so fun story. 
Um, oh, no. The, uh, my old uh, Disney housemates that still listen to our show. Hi, everybody. Um, and they, they started getting into uh, High Republic books, right? Oh, nice. Uh, so when we, they, they, they watched this episode last weekend, and they pinged me, and they were like, oh, my God, is this like a mini version of the hyperspace disaster? Because when she sends that spice out, it's going to cause all kinds of shit through whatever quadrant of that galaxy. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't think the spice is going to be substantial enough to cause any no, damage. It'll probably get the, burned the, out. The crates opened. Yeah. So that's going to spread out. And like the crates themselves are very small. Yeah. So, but it is, I did have fun uh, uh, visualizing like some random planet where there's a farm community or something, no. and there's like a green, suddenly a greenish, orangish cloud forms above, and everybody's just high. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think along those lines. Along those lines, I like to think that actually, much later, the crates will just materialize out of hyperspace and crash into Marg Krim's palace. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his spice delivery. It's just a little late. And in an inoperable format, <laughs> and also his, and also his palace is destroyed because <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's actually vaporized because that was really fast. <laughs> anyway, <Cannon. laughs> so uh, Ahsoka's like, okay, okay, okay. We still have to go see the Pikes because now that we've dumped the spice, we're all gonna fucking die, right? The Pikes are gonna hunt us down because remember how I said they were gangsters? Yeah, they don't react well. To their shipment being spaced like this, um, and again, a lot, a lot of the criticism that we got uh, online about this arc focused on Trace's stupidity in spacing the spice. And I wouldn't call it stupidity; I'd call it naivete. Yeah, she she literally thought this was her only option, and she was in the middle of a panic attack. And was it dumb? Yeah, it was dumb. She is immediately told by the other women in the cockpit that that was dumb. And now we have to spend the next two and a half episodes paying for this dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, it was stupid. But it was also story. Like, we don't get plot and we don't get story without conflict and mistakes. Exactly. I so, I have to go. We have to go all the way back to Clone Wars Season 1. You said We said last episode that the Martez sisters were reflections of Ahsoka. One younger, mm-hmm. one older. Young Ahsoka did some oh, stupid wow. ass shit. And really her did. her fucking master did not help. <laughs> no. So uh, uh, Trace is young. She's never done this before. Yeah, she's going to make mistakes. No shit. That's what you do. Exactly. That's how you learn if you survive it. Why is it so hard to... Well, it's it's because because she's brown and a girl, it is unforgivable. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Ahsoka's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to come up with a plan. Let's just keep going to Obadiah. Cool? Cool. <laughs> so they pull up to Obadiah. And whatever Ahsoka's plan is to deal with the Pikes, the sisters hate it, but they don't have a better one. Right. And I'd be really interested to hear what Ahsoka's pitch was on this plan, because we're going to see this plan play out. And I have no idea how she sold them on it. Uh, I assumed there was some Jedi trickery involved. <laughs> there would have had to be. Yeah. Uh, so we land on Obadiah. We've talked about Obadiah before. Oh, we've yeah. talked about the Pikes before. Uh, but a bunch of Pikes come out to meet them. Uh, and... <laughs> um, Let's talk about the two major players of the Pikes that show up, yeah. shall we? Uh, so we have illustrious Imperator Marg Krim himself comes out to meet this particular spice delivery. Which is kind reason. of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you like to guess who's voicing Marg Krim? Uh, I have no idea. 
Okay, it's Stephen Stanton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Stephen Stanton, a.k.a. Will of Tarkin. And, you know, these are the pikes. You, you remember the pikes, the ones with the oversized heads and them. unsettlingly small faces full of sharp, sharp teeth. I fucking hate them. And you can tell who's a boss pike because they have a perpetual Cheeto dust stain of spice around their mouths. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have actually met Marg Krim before. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where? Uh, I'm, I'm cheating right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember reading about him in Dark Disciple. Exactly. Yeah. He is the Pike boss who hires Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss to rescue his kidnapped children. Oh, he cares. Yep. He, he has children he cares about. Yeah, well. Yeah, okay. fuck him. <laughs> uh, at his side is his major domo, Fife. Guess who's voicing Fife? Go ahead. Guess. I hate you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you got a 50-50 shot, baby. Uh, D. Bradley Baker? There you go. Oh, my God. I'm two for two. <laughs> See, I'm setting you up for success except for the Stephen Stanton thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting you up for success except I'm not. Except I'm not. Uh, D. Bradley Baker, a.k.a. every single clone in the Clone Wars. Uh, Fife is also from Dark Disciple. He's the one who escorted Ventress and Quinlan Voss to That's go meet badass. Chris. Crim. So that's these characters. They were supposed to appear in season six, and now they're appearing here. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Marg Crim is like, so do you have any trouble on the trip? No? Good, because that would have been really unfortunate for you. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, so here's your money, uh-uh, but first we need to check the cargo. Because he's done this before. Because <laughs> uh, he's not an idiot. Yeah. He's a crime boss for a reason. And Ahsoka, because Rafa's in the front, and Ahsoka and Trace are kind of standing sort of off behind her. Mm -hmm. And Ahsoka does a whisper long-distance mind trick. Sure. And she goes, You want to pay us our credits and send us on our way. And it works. Yeah. Huh. So here's where I want to know, how exactly did she pitch this part of the plan to the Martez sisters without saying, I will use a Jedi mind trick? By using a Jedi mind trick on them. That's the only way it would have yeah, worked. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I mean, unless, because otherwise it's, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to give them fake cargo, and then we're just going to, we're going to take our money and run, and just trust me, it'll work. Like, that. that's the only pitch that it could possibly have been, yeah? Now, in, in, in fairness to Ahsoka, she's also, again, a uh, former apprentice of Anakin Skywalker, yeah. She's had to watch him pitch the most insane shit to the most <laughs> serious of people. And so I'm sure she didn't need to use the force to convince him of any zany Probably ass plot. Probably not. Yeah. But, I think, but I she's think like, her- I got five fucking minutes before we drop out of hyperspace. So let's go. <laughs> I think maybe she just rolled a nat 20 on that diplomacy check. Maybe. Maybe. That, that would have had to have been it. Anyway, they offload the crates. And Fife is like, um, well, because... She uses the mind trick. It works. Uh, Marg Krim hands over the money and he's like, okay, bye. And Fife is like, the fuck just happened? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go check on the cargo because you're being a fucking weirdo right now. And he goes up to the cargo, uh, because they've offloaded the crates and he's like, hey, hey, I need the code to unlock these. And Rafa's like, I'm sorry, I cannot hear you. <laughs> I sent it an email. Starting. You should be getting it. If you don't see it in your inbox, it's in your spam folder. Exactly. Look <laughs> in your spam folder. <laughs> And uh, and they're like, fuck. So he busts open the crates. It's empty. And he's like, what is this? And she's like, Kessel must have double-crossed you. That's really unfortunate. Kessel screwed you by. <laughs> and like, 
Good try, Rafa. Really good try, but you did in fact roll a one on your deception check. Failed. Failed. Failure. So they are trying to just fucking book it out of there, but oops, Obadiah docks have tractor beams. Oh, they should Because of exactly situations like this. You think they've never been scammed before? Fuck you. Yeah. Come on now. And, uh, yeah, so they're fucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no other, there's there's no other way, and then- that's the they end of the episode? <laughs> Almost. Almost. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the tractor beam is holding them in place. They're totally surrounded by shuttles. And Rafa goes, Just so you know, when they interrogate me, I'm blaming the whole thing on you. To Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> and Trey says, Between the three of us, there's plenty of blame to go around. Yeah. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, end of the episode. Thanks for getting us in trouble, sis. <laughs> we are all in so much trouble now. Everybody fucked up here. Oh. Except for Ahsoka. Ahsoka's just doing the best she can. Fuck. So yeah, I like I, I like the episode. I just you know, I know you're gonna call me a boy. Um but You can't help it. I that's just that's your fucking base programming. What are you gonna do? I'm just saying Leia Organa, I, I met Leia Organa literally fucking fighting the Empire, uh putting the uh, Death Star plans in R2 and saying, Hey, uh-huh. hey Darth Vader. Fuck you. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm and and she did that in like less than a minute, and it was awesome, and that gave me everything I wanted to know about there General is Organa. Definitely something to be said for show being better than tell. Yeah, and they do a lot of tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like they do a lot of tell in this episode, but it, I think it's actually telling as showing. Like, they're showing you stuff through the telling. Um, Because what else are we going to do? Are we going to have a montage of Trace building a ship? Are we going to have a, like, like a fucking montage of Rafa gambling and, like, cutting those together? We could have done that, sure. And and if this was happening on a weekly episodic TV release basis, that probably would have happened. We would have just condensed a lot of this dialogue down to to montages and stuff to show us things about these characters. Yeah, and... You know, it's a it's an experiment, and I appreciate the fact that they're trying out different uh, storytelling techniques. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's just and, uh, the thing is, I think also at this stage with um, with development of, of animated stuff, they just don't. They're either not taking into account the racist, sexist, the inevitable racist, sexist backlash from the fan base, or they know it's going to happen, and they just don't fucking care. Oh, they don't fucking suck it care. up. They don't suck it up. There's brown women in your story. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, y'all. Um, uh, I'm I'm a I'm a business nerd. Um, and the Disney what? earnings, the Disney earnings report notes was very telling uh, because not only has Star Wars never Star Wars has never been this financially successful as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel has never been this financially successful as it is now. Disney, oh, yeah. Disney's essentially saying, fuck what, fuck the haters, we're moving forward. And it's working. Um, because they, they're not, anybody who gets so pissed off that they decide that they're going to rage quit all Disney content is not a significant enough portion no. of their, of their user base. And, and they are, they are ahead of their subscription numbers for Disney Plus. Hulu is doing really well while yeah. other studios are tearing shit down and, and, uh, shrinking their budgets. Disney and desperately cranking out weird, weird content. Netflix, looking at you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that fucking Purple Hearts movie. Are you fucking kidding me? With I'm not stuff? doing that. Mm-mm. Oh my Mm-mm. god. Mm-mm. The Woodstock documentary, though, that shit was awesome. Anyway, but like, yeah. Uh, so uh, 
I I think that um, is to some my favorite Clone Wars, but mm-hmm. it is far from a bad episode. We right. have seen we have we've seen bad episodes. <laughs> we have seen bad episodes. This was not it. It's somewhere yeah. in the middle for me. It's you know I, I I think you're right. It's a bridge episode, um, and I think this episode is just kind of a victim of them learning how to handle the streaming format. That's right. really all this is. It's because the pacing is so different than other Clone Wars. It's still good. The animation is still gorgeous. I still love every character involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So absolutely. Well, except yeah. the Pikes. Fuck. The Pikes are so weird. I hate their faces. <laughs> They're tiny faces with their little pointy teeth. Yeah. Okay. Do Oh, I do have one more note that I forgot to mention earlier uh, for this episode. Okay. Um, I saw a thing with Ashley Eckstein uh, talking about coming back to do younger Ahsoka mm-hmm. after having already done older Ahsoka in Rebels. Right. For for a hot minute. Um she actually had to go back and to, to find the voice of this Ahsoka. She actually had to go back and watch Clone Wars episodes from season five. Wow. To try and refine that voice because she's speaking with her normal speaking voice. Always before with younger Ahsoka, it was a little more up. It was a little higher pitched. It was a little more out of the throat and out of the chest to sound a little bit younger. But then she brings it back down and like older Ahsoka lives way down in her chest, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of maturity and there's miles on that voice. So... She had to listen. She had to go to Clone Wars season five and revisit that voice and just age it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that that actually landed somewhere in her natural speaking voice. I love it. Which I, I thought love was it. cool. I love it. Anyway, okay. Do we have anything else for season seven, episode six? No, nope. no deal. Nope. Good. Let me vamp for a second while I open up our list of episodes. Boop boop doop doop boop doop. La 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 la. Here we go. All right. So that means <laughs> next time. We are talking about Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 7, Dangerous Debt. Dun, dun, dun. All right. I think that's it then. That's it. Yeah. Cool. We're done. All right. Let's (laughs) outro. You ready? We're going to outro. I like that our episode talking about the 20-minute episode is like literally fucking three times as long. Okay. Uh, Well, that's us. Six times, six times as long. Six times as long. Something like that. I like it a lot. I don't know. It's a lot. Look, I don't do math anyway hey everybody thank you so much for listening we super appreciate it uh if you would uh like to hang out with us in between episodes and watch us not do math successfully on the internet you can we're on all the social medias uh we are on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok as at dark side divas you can also subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on any podcast platform of your choosing Please subscribe. Mm-hmm. Please leave us a great review. And if it's a, if, <laughs> if the platform you use lets you leave a written review, we'll read it on our show, just like I did. Five stars, baby. Five, Five stars, stars only. Um, also, we have a uh, a swag store at Redbubble, mm-hmm. uh, redbubble.com forward slash official divas. Is that, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want uh, uh, t-shirts with our logos and the funny shit we say on them, go there. <laughs> we have a YouTube channel under the Dark Side Demons brand that you can subscribe to. As Steph said, we just launched a a preview video of us revisiting Phantom Menace, which is getting yep. a lot of really good reviews. Um, why is it a preview video, Stephanie? Well, let me tell you. Uh, oh, on our Patreon, we have a fuller, exclu- more exclusive version of it. Mm-hmm. For five bucks a month, you can have access to that. Also, there's other content like Stephanie reading Smut. Uh, we have a Discord <laughs> community where we do virtual events, um, and it's super fun. Uh, where you just hang out with other cool Star Wars nerds and geek out. And Absolutely. yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Patreon.com cool. forward slash Divas Podcast. 
There it is. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) And I'm spent. All right. So that's it. We're done. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.